Hello and welcome to the Chris and Bud Show. My name is Chris Scarborough, and with me is my co-host, my friend, and my brother in pod, Mr. Bud Bohannon. Together we'll be taking you on a nostalgic ride discussing a wide array of topics from our childhood through today, hoping to share a bunch of laughs along the way. I guess you want me to do the intro. Yep. All right. This is the intro. We're talking about Vigi games again. More trailers that we didn't watch. I guess some of these are from E3 that we didn't cover, and others are just ones that we wanted to watch and talk about and put on the podcast. Yeah, basically. I mean, some of these were released after E3, um, like Diablo and Blizz. They had like um, Blizzard had like a a quarterly update, which released some released some of these things, which is why we're watching those Mass Effect. And the some of these were released after part of EA Play, but they weren't a part of EA Play, so they released trailers. There's just certain things that happened after E3 that we just kind of wanted to look at and watch trailers on, um, just because, you know, I feel like it's a lot of fun. We get to see kind of what the games are doing, where they're going. And, uh, well, without further ado, let's jump on into it. Yeah, let's, uh, let's give them a, a rundown of what we're going to talk about. That way, if they don't like the games, they can just say, fuck this episode. Um, Diablo 4, the next Mass Effect. Dragon Age 4, State of Decay 3, I already did that one. Uh, yeah. Dying Light 2, Overwatch 2, and I think that's it. And Space Punks. Space Punks, Space yeah. Punks. So without further ado, we're going to go watch trailer for Diablo 4, and we'll be back instantly through the power of editing. All right, we just watched the cinematic trailer and the gameplay footage for some of the classes that they're releasing on Diablo 4. Um, currently, there are four classes that have been confirmed, which is the Sorceress, Barbarian, Druid, and the Rogue, which was a release this uh, this year was when they released the Rogue specifically, uh, which was a pretty cool uh, cinematic trailer. Uh, I know it's cool to have the Druid back from uh, Diablo 2, right? And um, they just kind of built on the Sorceress and the Barbarian from Diablo 3, it appears. Yeah, they ain't getting rid of those two classes. That's their statement. No, they, yeah, as I said, those seem to be the ones that always seem to stick around. Um, the Druid looks cool, though. As, as someone who didn't play Diablo 2, of course, um, or at least not yet. Didn't play it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Hasn't played it yet. Uh, I, I didn't have any experience with how they would uh, sort of attack the Druid because, you know, all different games have Druids do it in different ways. And it appears it's more like, uh, obviously, WoW is a more in depth version, but it's similar to how, what, how WoW does it. Uh, where you can sort of uh, tanky and attacking and you become a bear, it appears, which is fun. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, you know, the sorceress appears, right. Uh, and then sorceress appears, they basically just built on we've already what we've already dealt with in, you know, Diablo, I'm sure Diablo 2 and then into Diablo 3. Um, yeah, fire, just better graphics. Fire, lightning, and cold. Right. 
And then the Barbarian, same thing. It seems like he's just kind of the big, same as always. The big bastard up front. Yep. Which is okay. Like, uh, you know, it's it's a great class. Uh, it it appears like all of them have pretty good abilities. Obviously, we don't truly know until you get into the game. But just from the gameplay itself, uh, like you mentioned, it's more dark. It's more like gothic style. It's not bright. Uh, kind of went back to their roots from Diablo 2 days and, and less uh, Diablo 3. Um, which excites would me. Would you agree? Yeah. Because Diablo uh, Diablo's always been a game that's that's more leaned towards the gothic slash, I don't really want to say creepy, but I mean, I guess some people could call it creepy. I mean, it's not scary, but, you know, I mean, let's look at the title of the game. It's called Diablo. Obviously, you're dealing with creatures from hell, so you don't want like a bright and cartoony style environment to play in. Right. And obviously, it's not <laughs> like we saw a clip where one was uh, had like a, I guess, a snake. Was kind of like pulsating through, uh, I guess, a swamp or a jungle of some sort. Um, uh, the rogue, which we didn't watch it this time, but we watched it earlier. Uh, you know, it seems like they built upon more. It's like they um, that one's effective in both ranged and melee. It seems like so. It definitely feels like they've they've tried to give it a little more flexibility in the classes and maybe even balanced them a little bit better than they did before. Uh, which would be wonderful because they had a, uh, you know, there was just certain classes you just didn't play in Diablo three. Because why would you? Uh, uh, looking at you, witch doctor. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some, I'm sure some people will say that that's a great class, but uh, man, I don't know. I don't think so. But uh, from the cinematic trailer, obviously it was a lot of storytelling. Uh, we get to see Lilith come to life. That's really all there is to say about the cinematic trailer. We didn't get to see a whole lot of, you know, what this, we got to see what we assume is Tristram. We don't really know. Uh, But overall, you know, I'm excited. I know it's still ways off and we got Diablo 2 to hold us over here in a couple couple months, but uh, it's always nice to see kind of like what they're doing and where they're going. Uh, Blizzard has always been really good at making these cinematic trailers and, you know, I'm surprised that they didn't make the the World of Warcraft movie and stuff like that. I don't know why they put it in someone else's hands because uh, they seem to have the ability to make great cinematic trailers that could definitely make you want to buy a game that probably you wouldn't otherwise. Um, yeah, you just kind of wish they weren't as you know greedy and money hungry. I'd love to get a free to play WoW. It'd make me feel great. I'd love to go back and play WoW again, uh, but that's not really what we're here to talk about. Uh, they did. Uh, they did uh, actually, even though we're talking about WoW here for just a second, they talked about releasing Burning Crusades as a uh, locked, I guess, like they did with Vanilla WoW earlier in the year. So that's pretty cool. Um, I guess they're trying to recycle whatever they can to keep WoW relevant um, and not go free-to-play. But do uh, you have any last, last closing thoughts on Diablo 4 before we move on to the next trailer? Yeah, it's it's hard to get an opinion based off cinematic trailers. And even gameplay trailers, because I know that game is still at least two years out. It's it's just hard to get hyped for it, because I know so much is probably going to change. But it's nice to see a little bit about like the combat system and the environment. Maybe a little more detailed breakdown of the characters. Right, which I'm sure is, is around when it gets closer. That's something that we're going to see. I think a lot of it was they were just being a little... I don't think they wanted to give away too much, uh, because like you said, it's probably a two-year away game. They might surprise us. I mean, hell, they surprised us with Diablo 2. I heard rumblings like months ago, and you're like, I don't know. I don't know why they would do it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, it's 
Blizzard has found a way to always be sort of like uh, surprising in a lot of ways. Uh, and maybe maybe the case is Diablo 4 is not quite as far off as we thought. Uh, with them only announcing four classes, and like you said, or like we've kind of figured out, most have eight, right? So they still got four more to sort of talk about, uh, which they may not even do. Who knows? Uh, but we're going to go ahead and jump into the next trailer. The next trailer that we watched was Overwatch 2. <clears throat> Obviously, uh, it's a Blizzard game. You can tell that uh, just from the graphics and the styling. Uh, very much reminiscent of WoW, just in a different time zone and a different, uh, you know, place in life or whatever. Uh, just a different style. Uh, definitely a fun-looking game, though, uh, from what we can tell. Uh, it's obviously a far way off, similar to Diablo 4. This isn't a game that's going to release probably, you know, not even next year, probably not, for, but for two years from now. But it looks to have a lot of co-op in it, which is great. That's uh, definitely more my style than not. Uh, obviously, I think it's still going to uh, have a lot of the PvP aspects that it has in it. You know, uh, people love to play PvP. Uh, their whole thought process when it comes to PvP is the different outcomes that can happen on the maps, uh, whatever those maps are. Um, and overall, like, uh, it looks really cool. Uh, something that piqued my interest enough that I might be interested in trying it out. I'm not really sure, though. Uh, but like I said, the PvE and the co-op sort of missions and stuff definitely have piqued my interest. What about you, bud? Yeah, it's one of them games I wouldn't spend full price on it because I did play the first one for a couple minutes, like way back when. And um, if I had a demo, I would definitely be willing to try it out. But I'm, I'm also like you. At this point in my life, I don't care much about PvP-based games. And that's what Overwatch is known for now. Is it's one of the, It's one of the most recognized games in the esports scenes as far as shooters go. And I can understand why it's not your traditional shooter like call of duty or battlefield gears or halo but yeah it just don't do much for me personally yeah uh you know i think the big thing is it depends on how much they balance pve versus pvp um if they don't then it yeah i don't know if i'll pay first of all what happened to demos man like what happened to demos what's so hard about putting together a five minute, like even if it's just five or 10 minutes, just to see how the game feels and runs. It's not hard to figure out if you like a game within the first five or 10 minutes and you're willing to pay for it. Cause they want people to spend I don't know $60 to see if they like it or not. I don't know, man, but that's, I'm at a point in my life where if I get screwed once, I'm not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I might not buy from the publisher at all or the, the none of them, look, you know what I'm saying? Like looking at just, you, EA. Yeah. Especially you. I haven't bought an EA title since Anthem, and I don't plan on it. Uh, you know, we get EA Play attached to uh, Xbox Game Pass, I didn't and that's the only time yeah, I'll play it. I didn't even buy EA Play when it was its own service. When it was 15 a month, I didn't even buy it. Because fuck them. Yeah. Yeah, I paid, uh, I guess, the $30 a year, I think it was. But th that was mostly because I wanted to play Madden. That's really it. Uh but you can't screw up Madden. It's a totally different sort of game than what we were talking, you know, than Anthem or anything like that. But because, but I, it doesn't come out on EA Play until the end of the season. So, but I saved myself some money, and then I would still play some of the other games. But yeah, once it was in Xbox Game Pass, it, it definitely made me realize I don't need it. You know, <laughs> I don't, I don't play any of the games anyway. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, there wasn't much to this one. A lot of it was just giving a little bit of new guns and. I did. I did look. It did look like the character customization uh, has a lot of uh, you know different class builds to it, which is pretty cool. 
um, not super in depth, like a uh, you know, and it didn't seem to be unforgiving like a Diablo two or anything, because that's that's not going to happen. I don't think ever again. I think that's probably the last of those, uh, or they'll just have niche ones like Dark Souls that kind of fill that gap. But uh, overall, uh, I think it's a just another shooter on the market. I mean, there's a lot of them just like this, unfortunately. Uh, maybe not that don't have the same PVE aspect to it, but you know, when you got Apex Legends and all these other games out there too that are similar in terms of the gameplay style, maybe not, maybe not exactly the same. Uh, I know that not all those are five, you know, five v five and stuff like that, but still, uh, there's the market has been flooded with those sort of games in the last five years. So uh, hopefully, they can really focus on the the co op and allow it to sort of develop and allow us to sort of have something to kind of work with because uh pvp is not my thing yeah i'm ready for the next meta of games i'm about tired of seeing every <sighs> game come out be a fucking battle royale yeah i'm ready for that that whole genre to end um makes me sound like an old man but i'm okay with it i i just i don't get it i mean it's <laughs> it's because you see a trailer for a game and you're like oh this looks pretty good and then you see an actual gameplay trailer of someone flying in from the fucking sky and you're already like nope fucking battle yeah. royale i'm done with it all I'm, I'm over it already well the thing is is that you know as much as i don't like fortnite when it did it better than everybody else who's tried why bother you know all right we're back from watching the mass effect teaser trailer there wasn't really much to it um pretty sure that we have concluded with the shepherd uh which that concluded uh with I guess Mass Effect 3, I thought. And then uh, we have Andromeda, where I think you kind of took over your own person instead of, you know, uh, a main character. And then now we have the next one. And um, there's not much to it, obviously. Uh, they're in the they're on some sort of icy planet. Uh, but the graphics looked really good. Of course, it's a cinematic trailer, but it still looked really good. Um, I think that a lot, if you're a, if you're a fan of Mass Effect, just knowing that they're working on another one, it's pretty cool because it's not like anything else in the EA library. It's definitely its own thing. And of course, it's made by Bioware that uh, oh, Anthem left a uh, bad taste in a lot of our mouths, but they made a lot of really good games throughout the years. Uh, with the next one being Dragon Age is the next uh, little t- teaser trailer we're going to watch. And with those two games both coming out, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, they were at one point considered with Bethesda in terms of like, the two best story-based game uh, developers obviously being bought by EA didn't really help Bioware in a lot of ways. Uh, You know, there's always sort of the constraints on what you can do. Uh, I don't think that the same thing will happen with Bethesda now that they're with Xbox. I don't think the same constraints will be put on them. I don't think Xbox is necessarily worried about the the money made, I guess. I'm not really sure how to explain it because I don't feel like Xbox isn't. Yeah, I feel like they just don't. I guess they think they're they're starting this new thing and that the money's going to come eventually sort of thing. Like, I don't think they're really worried about, like, uh, today. They're just kind of like... Because, you know, if they got enough consistent money just coming from Game Pass, I mean, they're getting my $15, they're getting your $15, um, and a bunch of other people that we know, right? So... Yeah, there's two... I, I guess... There's, there's two publishers that anytime I see their names tied to a game, I automatically kind of get weary about it. That's EA... And Activision. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like they both—it's like they both practice the same business model: scam yeah, people for and money. They've both been sued. Yeah, <laughs> and they've both been sued for it. Uh, you know, um, they both scare me, like you say. Uh, that's why I prefer if it's come to say EA or even Activision. If it's a mostly offline or a single-player style game, 
I'm more willing to give it an opportunity. But even then, I mean, Dragon Age uh, Inquisition, they made it to where you could buy stuff to, you know, help yourself out throughout the actual single player game. Like, that's crazy. Uh, but Ubisoft does the same thing with uh, Assassin's Creed. And, uh, you know, I guess that's just the time we live in. I kind of wish it wouldn't happen that way, but it kind of is what it is. Uh, but with all that said, we're going to go ahead and jump into the Dragon Age trailer. Alrighty, we just watched the uh, Dragon Age teaser. Man, I'll be honest with you, these are definitely teasers, aren't they? Yeah. Um, they didn't give a whole lot. Uh, there was a couple new, um, what's the word I'm looking for, environments that are available in the new one, which is awesome. Uh, the graphics looks really good. Of course, it's a cinematic trailer. You can only take that with a grain of salt. Uh, you know, the release date on this they're talking about it's not until, you know, mid-2022, so a good way away. Uh, but I'll be honest, man, I'm, I'm super excited. I I loved Dragon Age uh, Origins. Uh, people didn't really like Dragon Age 2, but I really did. I thought it was an improvement over Dragon Age Origins in terms of the combat. Uh, Dragon Age Inquisition sort of bridged the gap between the two, uh, and I thought it was a pretty good game. Uh, they, the, they added a multiplayer version of that, which was trash. So hopefully in this one they can either don't have the multiplayer or they can integrate it better. Ultimately, I would love for them to integrate it better. That would really be wonderful because I would love to play a Dragon Age game where you sub in for one of the uh, one of the characters on the team or something like that. I don't know why that's so complicated, but I, I guess it's just because they want to really focus on the story and the graphics. And I totally understand. I just if they were going to go with that, I would rather it be where you can pick and play and drop a player. One of the um, uh, the NPCs drop one of the NPCs that are on your team and add uh, somebody. So a lot of this would be, you know, this is all hypothetical and really don't have a whole lot of information on either one. And uh, both of these were confirmed not to be at the EA Play thing, which was going to happen on the 22nd, uh, which this podcast will not cover. Um, but we're super excited about just, I mean, to be honest with you, it's it's a great time to be a gamer, right? Uh, even if we don't have a lot to talk about with each one of these games. It's just nice to have such a great um, uh, catalog of games. I mean, in all the different trailers we've watched, we've probably watched 20 trailers, and uh, there's only about like a handful of those games that we wouldn't be interested in at least trying out at one, some point or um, some time or another, which is, you know, that's awesome. And, and of course, we're only covering a small s sample size of games that are being released every day. So we're somewhere in the middle, but... Uh, with that, we're just going to, I don't think Bud has anything to say about Dragon Age. No. Uh, do you? Okay. We're going to go ahead and move, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and move on to the next one, uh, which is uh, State of Decay 3. Alrighty, we just got finished watching the State of Decay 3 trailer. Uh, man, it looks great. Uh, again. We say this with every one of them because they just really do look really good. The only problem is is that it's a cinematic trailer. However, um, I do like that it seems to be... Obviously, this is a trailer, so we really don't know, but it's more in the woods. Uh, some of the other ones were more town-based, which obviously you need to find a, a place to set up and try to avoid these different sort of zombies and stuff. So uh, the graphics have taken a giant leap forward. Uh, the original... State of Decay was very boxy and definitely seemed like it wasn't, uh, which, it, which it probably was not a, a major sort of uh, developer. Like maybe they didn't have the same backing that maybe some other uh, studios had. 
Uh, State of Decay 2 was a huge leap forward in terms of the graphics and the overall play style and the it didn't feel like it was uh, like a Telltale. You know how the the game graphics and how it felt on, on those. I know those games are all like um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like uh, decision based, and it's not really. You don't really have open world style in it. That's kind of how State of Decay, the original one, felt. And then of course State of the Decay Two was a huge leap forward. And then even this one, it looks like it's even a, another a whole another level forward, which is great. Uh, you know. It, who do, who can't get scared of a of a zombie deer, right? Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I I read an article a while back where they were saying they have found that zombies, uh, deer, zombies, deers is possible. So maybe that was kind of what they were doing. They were kind of playing off of that. But uh, you have any thoughts about State of Decay Three, Bud? No, I'm I'm not intrigued in zombie games. Next title. Well, brother, the next one's a fucking <laughs> it's a zombie game too. <laughs> <laughs> which i thought we already watched this one i don't know we, we, all right we just watched dying light to uh stay human i think is what it's called obviously bud has proven that he has zero care for zombie games in most games uh, in general this, that that is true uh i think the cool thing about this one is it's a lot like far cry in that it's not just about the zombies it is about the interactions with human other human beings and the ability to grow your faction and things like that. It does seem like this one's a little more in depth and a little bit more than just uh, like mow down a bunch of zombies. So that's definitely a good thing. Um, that's good for both of us, all of us, everybody. You know, it definitely helps. Uh, it'll it distracts or takes away from that. Uh, you know, all the other stuff that's going on. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I, you know. There's not really a lot to say about it. Uh, actually, there is a lot to say about it. This one had a. This one wasn't just a regular old teaser trailer. This one had eight minutes of you know talking about everything in the game, and it. Uh, the only thing that Bud really said was it, it appears to be a little bit too bright, and uh, that's kind of how Dying Light was in the original one. Uh, I don't think they wanted to showcase the darkness part because the, the thing about Dying Light, the original one, is you can kind of play around at, during the day, and you really don't. You still get attacked by zombies, but not that bad. But then when night hit, it's like, you know, they turn into superhuman zombies, you know. So it was a totally different aspect. And I don't think they really wanted to let that out yet. So maybe that was kind of what they were doing. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll see. I think a lot of it is pretty cool. I think that uh, the gameplay is good. I think or it appears to be good. There's a it's a lot more in depth than even the original one. Like I said, it seems to have more to it. Uh, it's really sort of um, I'm pretty sure it's still going to have the multiplayer like buying like the original one had which is great because uh there's a lot of fun that could be had just in that aspect of it right where you're just kind of playing with other friends not really worrying about the story um that was one of the funny things uh, john was over and he, i was like you still play sea of thieves and he's like yeah he's like well i was like i don't really get it he goes it's not about the story or nothing it's about just getting in the game and and just playing and uh I, okay i don't <laughs> i don't really get it but um Dying Light obviously has a story behind it too, but it it, it kind of focuses on that, you know. So, uh, you know, we'll see. Uh, but this is going to be, I guess, a pretty short podcast unless we can make up some stuff here. But uh, it really, the idea here was just to cover the last couple games that we didn't get a chance to cover on the other couple ones that we did. Um, these obviously aren't to the same ex. Uh, maybe well, some of them are, but not all of them are to the same sort of aspect or same sort of style that we got from the other one uh but do you have anything about dying light 2 um i mean not really i mean as far 
far as all the zombie games I've seen, this one does look to be the better of the ones that I've seen. Mainly because the trailer that I watched, it didn't look like uh, World War Z, that game we played at John's house. Where it's just like, yep. you have a gun, and here's a hundred zombies, and all it takes is two or three bullets to kill each zombie. I, I, I despise those games. I really do. Yeah, it seems like it definitely focuses on, although you probably still run into hordes of zombies, but it doesn't focus on that. It focuses on the important thing, which is sort of um, the story and how to sort of find your way throughout all of this stuff. Uh, But, you know, uh, we have one more game to sort of look at, and we'll just kind of talk about maybe where we're at in gaming, because that's always fun. Uh, But, yeah, without further ado, here's Space Punks. All righty. Uh, we just got finished watching Space Punks. Um, I mean, it looks really cool. Uh, I just worry about the uh, um, the aiming with the guns. It's similar to like Live Lock and some of these uh, you know indie games that sort of you just kind of sway it back and forth, and you're using both of the uh, joysticks. That's the only thing I sort of worry about. I'm not really sure though, of course, because we didn't get a chance to demo the game. Uh, there's no demos, which is annoying. And then this particular game. Uh, is exclusive to Epic Store for the first year, and it launched with the Founder Pack, similar to how both Smite and I think Fortnite did actually, uh, where they launched with the Founder Packs first, and then they will become free to play. And uh, it's not quite free to play yet. It launched a couple days ago uh, as we're recording, so uh, I think it was the 14th of July. And uh, overall, though, the game looks like it has a lot of uh, potential. Um, you know, I like only having four characters and then those four characters being pretty unique within that uh, stratosphere of four. Uh, you know, I think that it because it's a top down shooter, it could limit itself. Uh, I just obviously I was concerned to how they were going to make money and what they were going to try to do to to make that money. But it does think it's going to does appear that it's going to be mostly cosmetic, which is kind of cool because, you know, you don't have to worry about paying to win. But we'll see. Uh, but what were your thoughts? My first initial thoughts was, number one, they had the offspring plan in the trailer, which is a good start. Um, number two, it almost appears to be a a top-down, four-player, Borderlands-style game. And it's weird to say, because anytime I see any kind of trailer with some kind of comedic bits in it, my mind automatically goes to Borderlands. Because Borderlands is, to me, the best game that's done that, as far as like the comedic bits go. So... I don't feel like this will be a game that I'll play seriously, like get into, but I do feel like it could be a game to play like in like little 30 minute hour long spurts, you know, with homies. It could be that kind of game. But as far as like trying to be my next Destiny or Diablo, it ain't it. Yeah, it doesn't appear to have enough uh, substance to it yet. It doesn't mean that it won't, but it just appears like there's just not going to be enough to it. Um, just like, you know, Godfall, for example, right, which we talked about a week, couple weeks ago. Same thing. It just doesn't have enough to it uh, to sort of keep you going, right? Uh, so we'll see. I mean, it's free to play, so that's our, our well, it's going to be free to play. It's not free to play yet, of course, because, well, uh, they're still in the founder stages of it. Uh, I think the the cheapest founder pack is $29.99 and the the higher end founder pack is forty nine ninety nine, which you know I think the forty nine ninety nine one comes with a season pass. Uh, you know we can't avoid those things. It seems like it seems like season passes are a part of all games, whether it's a free game or <laughs> or free to play game, we should say, 
or if it is a purchase title. There's seasons in all of them, it seems like. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I think I echo your sentiments in that I don't know if it's going to be a game that you would play like all like four or five hours a day every chance you get. You know, I don't I don't think that's what this game is, uh, unfortunately, but it seems like it has some fun to it, though, which is nice. I just hope it doesn't take very long for it to get into that sort of uh, that next part of it where it'll be free to play for us to sort of try out. Um, I do like the aspect of being able to try it and then still buying the founder packs if that's what I decide to do or we decide to do or whatever, you know. Uh, so we do have that going for us. Um, but uh, since we're kind of up done with trailers, we're a little short here. Uh, can you th- what you want to talk about anything we've kind of played lately? Like uh, how you got into Fantasy Star a little bit? Yeah, that's a uh, it's just a free to play game, and I never really tried it out because it looked so super weeby. But I downloaded it one day just because I got bored, and it's actually a pretty fun game. I've got about probably six hours in it, which is an accomplishment for me. My only thing is. The game, the game is still fun. The combat's okay. The problem with it is that it's going to be a very grindy style game, which at this point in my life, I just don't have the time. Or even if I do have the time, I definitely don't have the patience anymore to play those style games. And especially with Diablo 2 coming out, because that's all Diablo 2 is. It's a grindy game as well. But once that comes out, that'll take up most of my time right yeah uh so i uh downloaded it a while ago it was you know brand new computer i wanted to play as many different varieties of games to try to find what i like and uh that was one of the two that i download or one of the many that i downloaded and uh like you said it's the 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 colors and the styling and the anime versions and all this stuff i'm not super into uh, it's just not really what I like. Uh, doesn't mean that I won't play it, but um, but it has you that, know, as I started, to, it has that standard MMO feel to it. Yes, yeah, and that's one of the reasons I even gave it really a shot past the intro. Is that even though it sort of had, I mean, it, it's it's a uh, the Japanese. I don't want to make a. I don't want to sound like a fool, but uh, yeah. it has only been in a. It has only been in America for a few for a little while, not very long at all. Uh, it actually recently, I think, launched on Xbox and PlayStation as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, like a year or so, two ago, I think. Yeah, so, uh, you know, and there's a, there's a lot to it. I think that's part of the problem, is that you're so far behind, you can't catch up. But at the same time, it does give us, if if we chose, you know, that's I think that's the cool thing, is that, you know, there's a lot to it. But at, I guess there's a part of it that... All the classes, though they're different, don't seem to truly have their own thing. If that makes sense. Uh, it's just all damage based. There's not really much. At least that's what I would have appeared to me. I haven't made it very far into the game yet, but it's just it doesn't feel like it has that sort of depth to it. Uh, that kind of want in an MMO. If I'm going to play an MMO, I want one character to be able to do something differently than the others, not just range versus. Uh, melee you know what i'm saying it needs to have a little more substance than that for me uh but playing solo it's not that bad i mean uh, i picked the hunter class because it is a solo class knowing that our our schedules don't line up often enough for us to play just that one game so i just just so i could try it out and have fun with it and i mean it's a it's a game that i can have fun with uh but i think that even in the early game, the it doesn't really explain, and maybe it's because I don't pay attention to the story, <laughs> but it doesn't really do a good job of explaining like what to do and where to go. Uh, well, that's kind of all MMOs, and, really. Yeah, I mean, to some extent, yeah. I, I don't know. You know, the it's only just, the only MMO that we found that did that good job was Terra, and I told Paul this. I said if you could take the 
combat mechanics and the stuff of Fantasy Star and implement it with like Terra's just overall system of like how they go about doing main quests and side quests and stuff like that, it'd be a banger of a game. Yeah, having the map, uh, Terra, what Terra does really well is the map, you can see where each little thing needs to be done. And it seems stupid, or it's, uh, you take the training wheels off or whatever, or you're putting the training wheels on for people like us. But at the same time, if I have 45 minutes to play a game every day, I don't want to spend that 45 minutes running in a fucking circle trying to figure out where I'm supposed to go. Yeah. So, and I fell victim to that. And actually, I was I was out I was out searching for these things called cocoons in the game to train. And I was out just roaming around the the open world. And I haven't done this in a long time, but I actually got lost as to what I was supposed to be doing because I was just flying around the open world because all the the environment looked so cool. Yeah, it, that definitely. That's one of the cool things about that game. Like I said, uh, the the environment that you're in is so. It's pretty. It doesn't really... Appear. I mean, obviously, they have... You're walled off where you can go, at least where I'm at, you know, uh, or the point where I'm at. And I just kind of ran around, was just kind of goofing off, killing stuff I wasn't really worried about. And I think that's part of it, right? Because I don't feel like I'm rushing to get to anywhere. I get to just enjoy the game, which is nice, where you're just kind of just having fun with it. Uh, you know, uh, this is one of the few games that I've tried new. Uh, you know, I didn't have any luck with anything else this week in terms of... Uh, trying out uh i tried to download guild wars 2 but i've had issues with guild wars three times now so i think i'm giving up on that one as a trying to see what that looks like the damn nightmare um <laughs> if for whatever reason uh uh it won't send me the val validation link that i have to to s assign my email to the account and so i emailed customer support and they're like oh you should be fine but then it doesn't work and then they're like well i can help you this one time and it's like come on guys listen i don't need to play your game i'm trying to i'm trying to but i don't need to you know <laughs> it's just uh it's a nightmare so uh i'm kind of over guild wars 2 uh, i wanted to jump into a, a game called rift which was uh came out a long time ago 2010 and uh it's an MMO, of course, but it's sort of dated, of course, like the graphics. That's the cool thing about Fantasy Stars. The graphics don't appear to be super out. They're not outdated at all. Uh, they may not be as like flashy as a as a game that doesn't have as many concurrent or constant players, you know, um, but it still looks really good for the for, especially for the time period because uh, it's been released. I think I think it's been out for like three years three or four years before it came to America. So uh, it's been out for a little while, but it still looks really good. Um, but yeah, it's, it'll be fun to sort of get to see kind of like where it goes. Uh, the music though, I, uh, I finally got my new headset and uh, I put, I put them in and I was listening to the music and the music's cool until you get into combat. And then it goes to like this old school, like uh 16 bit or eight bit, like uh, uh Sonic sort of like, yeah, I don't know. It reminds uh, me of final fantasy a lot. Yeah. I was like, I'm okay. I don't. I didn't like that part. Uh, I do like the little music in the background and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, of course, this is also a totally different thing to me because I haven't played with headphones in and listened to like the game in a long time. So um, maybe I'm just being overly critical <laughs> because uh, I I had one of those like uh, one of them flying guys, uh, elegados or elegantos or something like that, like attacked me, and I was like, what? Then the music changed, and I was like, oh my goodness, what is this? Uh, so, yeah, it's very uh, old school, but it still is pretty cool, um, all things considered. Um, One thing that I like and don't like about the game is if you're in a field and you're just killing enemies and you run across one of those bigger enemies, it automatically pans the camera out, which is cool, 
The problem is, is it pants it out too far for my liking. Yeah. Uh, I haven't had that happen yet. And that could just be because uh, I, have, I haven't been out and about that much. But the one thing that um, sort of got me was when you when you lock on to a character or an enemy and uh, when they're jumping around, sometimes you can get kind of dizzy just because. Yeah, I don't ever lock movement. on for that reason. I don't ever lock on. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I don't do it anymore because like literally I almost got dizzy sitting in my chair because I was fighting one of those the bigger target enemies, right, that they have that come out. And uh, someone else was already fighting him and I just kind of ran up to him and I lock on be- because that's what they tell you to do. So I lock on to him. But then he's like jumping around all over the place and I'm like going like left, right, back, forth. And I'm like, oh, this is too much. So, yeah, uh, I'm sure it works with a lot of the other smaller enemies. But in that sort of situation, it just did not work for me. Um, but, you know, obviously we've only seen a small part of the game. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that when it gets when we get further into the game. But uh, it's definitely a nice stopgap between, you know, I mean, we're two months out from uh, what is it from, from uh, Diablo 2. Is even a possibility to play it. So, I mean, unless you got into the beta, but you know, it's just, it's sort of crazy where we're at right now. We're kind of in a weird lull period between games. Um, I was hoping space, space bunks would fill that, but they're not free right now. Hopefully it becomes free before uh, Diablo 2 releases so that we have an opportunity to play it before then. But we'll see. Um, Bud, do you got any closing thoughts before we jump out of here? No. The, the only trailers that we watched today that I was even remotely interested in was really Diablo 4. <laughs> yeah. I, I, these were just uh, a lot of these were just story based games, unfortunately, uh, as there's just not a lot to them if you're not into them, right? Like, like you're not, you've never played any really, you've never really played any of the Mass Effect games and you haven't really played the Dragon Age series. So it's tough to be interested in them. I appreciate you watching them with me. However, um, you know, I'm super excited for what's coming for first person and, you know, co-op and multiplayer. And I feel like a lot of these are starting to get a little overrun. I think that we do suffer from, uh, you know, it's one of the benefits, but at the same time, one of the, you know, one of the things that we struggle with is just so much content and so many things that you can, you know, consume that it's sort of amazing that we find anything that's worth anything sometimes. Um, but, you know, this is going to be a relatively short podcast, but, you know, we got, you know, content coming out every Monday. So don't forget to check us out. And uh, bye. Peace. Hey, everyone. If you made it this far, we appreciate you listening to the end. If you want to get a hold of us, our social links, we have a Facebook, which you can find Chris and Bud Show. Our Twitter is Chris and Bud Show 1. Chris's personal Twitter would be at Deliberate88. My personal Twitter would be at BudB88. We also have a Discord server that we've launched that's free for everyone to join. You can find the link for that on the Twitter or the Facebook page. Discord is going to be the easiest way to interact with me and Chris. Once again, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week.